Alright everyone, welcome back into the Pin Guy, episode 4. It's myself, Ben Hutchins, and Daniel Allen here today. Uh, we got a good episode for you today, Daniel. Maybe our best of the season. Later in the episode, we're going to uh, you know, play our conversation with Mike Littlewood, BYU baseball head coach, ahead of the Cowboys' upcoming series against the Cougars in Globe Life Field. Daniel, how you doing, Daniel? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Great to be uh, back with the uh, core of the crew, getting... Uh, majority you know back to the to record another episode of the pen guys never a bad day when we do this so i'm doing good you doing better than the cowboys right now probably so right well i mean yeah probably i'm probably you know one and three in their last four right so i mean who couldn't be doing better right you were at all three games of the gonzaga series daniel you know you don't have to go game by game encapsulate it as a whole well what went wrong for the cowboys uh, to get swept by the You know, I think it was, I mean, we, we talked after the uh, Vanderbilt series, uh, obviously, uh, talked before how runners in scoring position was a huge issue for them last year. And um, it, w- it was, I mean, it, w- it was outside of facing three pitchers in the top 300 draft boards, because obviously you had Gabe Hughes. He was, I think it was number 61, according to uh, D1 Baseball's uh, upcoming draft board for this year's draft. Then, um, uh, William Kempner, a sidearm guy who reached 99 miles an hour on his fastball. That's almost unheard of, right? And then, um, you know, uh, Ryling, yeah, that's how you pronounce his name. Um, You know, he's obviously in the top 300 draft board, too, this year. So three really good pitchers that Gonzaga faced, or that Oklahoma State faced in Gonzaga. And, um, I mean, obviously that goes without saying that's tough in and of itself. But whenever you can't bring runners around, you can't. Because Oklahoma State was getting hits. They were getting hits. It's just, you know, they were putting runners on base. In fact, they had Vryling, or Vryling, they had uh, Kempner on the ropes in uh, game two. They had the bases loaded. They were teeing off of them. They drew, I think, two walks. Had a guy gunned down, ceiling, then got another single. They were, they were, they were figuring it out. They were starting to settle down on him. And, um, you know, they just let him go. They struck out. They're taking, um, you know, long swings, home run hacks, instead of just trying to get a simple sack fly. I think another thing is trying to do much. Oklahoma State batters are trying to do much in clutch situations like that, and it obviously came back to bite them. And then um, it was just a lot of little things. But obviously, like I said, facing three pitchers in the top 300 in the draft board, I mean, that's hard in and of itself. Probably the best pitching staff outside of Texas I wish he's going to face all year. In Gonzaga, you know, you just said, Daniel, you know, no, no slouch of team. West Coast Conference, 7-3, uh, and three, I believe, is their record so far this season. They jump up to number 25 in the D1 baseball rankings um, because, right, you know, Sunday game gets canceled. So the rankings at the start of the series kind of are different than the rankings at the end of the series. OSU is now number six in the nation, according to D1 baseball. Um, heading into this Globe Life Field Series, move to Globe Life because of the cold. Cold's been an issue. So are fire alarms, I guess, in Urbane Stadium. Kind of a weird situation there. It's been a weird week. Yeah. Very, very weird. Um, you know, even Coach Holiday said yesterday. I mean, they they they'd had guys or they'd had uh, the fire alarm go off a couple times. I want to say before the 2021 season, he said it happened. And it happened again this off season, um, during practice. So, um, but he said during a game he'd never seen anything like it. You know, I was I was down talking to the uh, the OSU Diamond Dolls for a story I'm working on, and then um, you know, we we just heard the fire alarm go off, and everybody was in a, you know a mode of panic. Then we find out that it's just because someone fell into a fire alarm. It, it was a it was a funny situation, obviously, you know, and something like that when you don't know the, obviously the the 
I want to say the cause of it. It's nothing to joke about, but in the end, it was it was pretty funny. Pretty I funny. Mean, I, I, I wasn't there, and I'm sure a lot of students might be wondering what happened. Did they make? Did, did they clear the stadium? Everyone go outside, or what happened? No. Um. So the press box people were able to stay in, but everybody had to go to the concourse. Um. Obviously, it's uh, protocols and everything, but um, you know, it, it, nobody had to clear the stadium. Um, you know, they, they word got out what happened pretty fastly. Obviously, everybody, like I said, was panicking at first to some extent, but uh, in the end, it, it was a, it was a good laugh in the end because you know you don't see any every day somebody just falling into a, a fire alarm and uh, triggering it and setting the whole stadium off. So, were the players in the dugout or something hanging out? Where where'd they go? Um, so at first they were. Uh, they were just, you know, playing around on the field, just, you know, doing. Uh, I, I don't want to say playing around. I think that's an improper term, but uh, it's just, just uh, doing ground or uh, slow rollers. Uh, staying loose. Yeah, staying loose. And then um, eventually they had to go back to the deck up, and never did they go back to the uh, locker room. Um, no, like I said, it, it was a it was a good laughing in the end. The players players obviously joked about it a little bit in the in the post game press conference, but um, you know, you had guys like John Bay hit their first home run yesterday. Um, obviously, he said he'd been looking forward to that uh, his whole uh, his whole Oklahoma State career and his whole high school career. You know, looking forward to hitting a collegiate home run. He said it was uh, just ec ecstatic whenever you know he saw that baseball land right in front of the alumni alley sign right in uh, center left field. So it was a good good uh, good um, good time for the freshman, right? Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, you know, you you saw a lot of other guys get playing time. Aiden Miola. Um, you saw Ian Doherty get in. He's obviously gotten a lot of playing time so far this year. You saw Jackson Quill get some time. I mean, he's done some pinch hitting, but he got some time out in the field. Um, obviously, towards the end of yesterday, Oklahoma State was up 5-1 to one and was in control of the game, and you got to see a lot of freshmen, uh, people who didn't get a lot of playing time, get some playing time, so it was good to see. Cowboys do get back you know, on track if you want to call it that with a win Tuesday over Missouri State 5-1. to one. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a busy time in college baseball right now. Nine games in 12 days, thinking all the way back to that Arizona State series where the Cowboys looked really good, you know, picking up two midweek wins there, um, some heroics from their family. But yeah, nine games in 12 days, right? This BYU series gets up on me because um, instead of playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, BYU doesn't play sports on Sundays. Um, a reality OSU fans are going to have to get used to uh, the next few years of BYU joining the conference, just a little little switch up from their normal routine. Um, a lot of baseball, nine games in 12 days for the Cowboys. How do you think they're going to handle it? Um, you know, Coach said it's tough, but um, they have the guys that can do it. They have the they have the arms, they have the bats. Um, obviously, you saw them get going in Tuesday, and he said they, they have every aspect in this team that, uh, that causes them as coaches to believe in these players to be able to handle something like nine games in 12 days. So obviously in any sport, obviously in a sport that takes as long as baseball, um, game by game, obviously that's no easy task. That's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of exercise, right? That's a lot of um, it's a lot of wear and tear on your body. But um, coach said, you know, they handled it pretty well, and he thinks they'll handle it pretty well moving forward. Because obviously they have a lot of games moving forward as well. So. For sure. Well, Daniel, do you have any other thoughts before we get to our interview? Nope. Um, you know, obviously uh, we want to thank Coach Littlewood for being kind enough to. Uh, Obviously, um, you know, join us. Uh, I know today was his travel day, um, so that's never easy. That's always a hectic process. I know in baseball, um, getting your guys, you know, ready to go and travel on the bus and everything. Um, so, you know, once again, we thank uh, Coach Littlewood. We want to thank you for uh, taking the time to join us. Um, you know, like we said, you know you're very busy, so just, you know, taking time out of your day to join us, it means a lot. It means a lot to us. So, 
All right, without further ado, Mike Littlewood of the BYU Cougars. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> we know, you know, today's travel day is uh, your S- or SID Tuckett said, so we'll make this pretty quick. Um, but once again, you know, thank you for doing this. I know you're real busy, so we really appreciate this. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, happy to do it. Um, so, I, I mean, I just want to, you know, start off by uh, whenever we talked um, for the story I'm working on earlier in the, I want to say it was back in late January or so, um, you yeah. said you'd grown up, or not necessarily grown up, but you'd been accustomed to Oklahoma State baseball growing up and uh, during your playing career. Could you touch on that just briefly real quick? Well, I just remember all the great teams when I was in high school and watching them on TV. It seemed like it was Oklahoma State and Mississippi State, you know. And so when I was in college, uh, we played Oklahoma State in Las Vegas, and Robin Ventura was on the other side of the field. And um, I don't know if he's a freshman, and he might have been. We're, we're really close in age. But, I mean, so I, I got an up-close look at him, and just um, I've always – Oklahoma State's always been in the forefront of my mind when you talk about national powerhouses and just quality programs. And, and obviously with Tom Holliday and now Josh Holliday, who does an incredible job, I mean – I've gotten nothing but respect and admiration for that program. So, I mean, you know, you said nothing but respect and admiration. I mean, whenever you guys originally scheduled that home and home, I mean, was there a sense of excitement, you know, that you got to you got to finally play against a, a program that you'd respected basically your whole life? Yeah, I mean, here at BYU, we, we always try to schedule tough. I mean, my first year here, we went down to LSU. And if you look at our schedule since I've been here, we, we always try to play two or three really, really tough series against quality programs and so to be able to get Oklahoma State even if even if it was just go there and play them it was I just feel like playing those teams on their field early in the season helps your team grow so much and you and I talked about we thought we were going to be a little bit older when we played them and and, um, just different things caused them to grow as different things they were just they were super young but I think that series helped our team mature and so to be able to play a home and home was just was And the reason, you know, we asked that is uh, the news coming out yesterday about the series, the upcoming series between uh, the Cougars and the Cowboys being moved to Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. Coach, how did, uh, how, how was the decision uh, to move that series reached?
very cool. And uh, Mike, I got one last question for you. While we're on the topic of uh, Miller Park, does that view, just the mountain, does that live up to it you know, <laughs> I- in person as much as it does on the on, on the photos I'm seeing? Yeah, you know, yes. Yeah. Types of bike then when you get here. <laughs> Um, so coach, um, you know, just, uh, you know, whenever we first talked, you said, um, j- just to, uh, touch on the topic briefly of conference realignment, uh, you said, you know, uh, whenever we first talked that you guys needed to take care of business in the West coast conference while, while, or before, you know, making the jump to big 12, uh, while conference play hasn't started, you guys are seven and three in what looks like a pretty or fairly difficult schedule with Indiana State, Ohio State, Arizona State. You guys are seven and three right now, heading into a, a series against Oklahoma State. I mean, do you feel like you guys are on the way up? You know, uh, getting well prepared for the Big Twelve, especially with a start like this. Yeah, I mean, I think. Hold on one second. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Sorry about that. I'm getting gas and. Uh, someone came to put it in my car, which has never happened in Utah, so I apologize for that. <laughs> no, that's fine. You know, I think, I think you know, as, as exciting it is to, to be able to go to the Big 12, which, I mean, that's a it's, a, it's a college coach's dream to be able to play and coach in a P5 conference. And, and, you know, when I started coaching when I was in my early 20s, never did I think I'd be able to, to, to do that. But that being said, we're still in the West Coast Conference. And so to look forward is great, but... We definitely need to, you know, you guys saw Gonzaga last week. Right. We play in a really, we play in a really tough conference, and we need to get it done right now while, you know, while we're in this conference. The worst thing we could do is go be mediocre the next two years and then try to jump in, into the Big 12 because of recruiting. I mean, if you're not, if you're not special and if you don't show all these recruits that you're going to be able to compete in the Big 12, they're going to go somewhere else. And so um, that's our number one goal is to, to win this league to beat Gonzaga, to beat San Diego, to beat Pepperdine, to beat, you know, St. Mary's. They're, this is a really good league. And so we have to – that's what I meant by we have to take care of business now and then also build towards a future where it's going to get tougher for us. Um, you know, I, I know we talked about it earlier in the year, but, I mean, would you mind kind of just, you know, telling the audience how, uh, you know, having that – have that, like, um, un, unseen brand, essentially like the Big 12 logo – um, in, in your back pocket, how has that helped you with recruiting? Well, it's it's definitely opened up a lot of doors to, to kids that basically would never talk to us before. I mean, there's you know you want you don't want to think there's a cap on, on recruiting, but there definitely is if you're a mid major, and that's kind of what what this league is considered that we're in. Um, although it's a great baseball league, but there's just kids want to play at the highest level, and some of the some of the higher rated kids in the country just won't talk to you if you're if you're not a a P5 school, and so. It has definitely opened up doors. Um, student athletes get, uh, potential athletes, recruits, um, get five visits. They get five visits to school, to different universities, and we want to try to be one of those five. And, and that's a battle, first of all, 
but I feel like if we can get them on campus and show them the views and the facilities and everything we've got, um, you know, we have a better chance of selling those kids. But I really think that when it comes down to it, instead of when a kid's deciding whether to come to BYU, it's not, they're not, the choices are Utah, Cal Poly, no disrespect to any of these um, schools or Grand Canyon or whatever, Utah Valley. It's now Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Oregon State, UCLA. So, you know, even though we're able to talk to more kids like that, um, which is great, we've got a couple of commitments from really top-ranked kids, the, the competition at the very end is pretty, pretty darn tough. And so you guys know what Oklahoma State, Mississippi State, all those schools offer as far as facilities. I mean, you walk in that place and you're, as a coach and you're, your mouth just starts drooling over everything that they've got, you know. And I'm sure a recruit does the same thing. So we've got our work cut out for us, but we kind of know the route there. You said, um, you know, earlier, I think you said it was in 2020 when you guys uh, came to the the initial three-game series uh, in Stillwater back at Alley P that uh, Coach Holiday kind of gave you a tour of O'Brate while it was in progress. Could you kind of take us through that? Yeah, actually, Matt Holiday walked us through, and, and um, it, I think they were a week away. They were waiting for – they were waiting for a couple inspections to be able to open up. They were hoping to be able to open up for us, but um, we were we just went in there and we were in awe. I mean, we have a pretty nice AAA park here in uh, in Salt Lake City, and, and that O'Bray Stadium just blew it away. Um, just the the from the training room to the clubhouse to the to the hitting facility, the pitching lab. I mean, the way everything, the short field where the you know where the the doors the garage doors roll up and you walk right out and you're able to take ground balls on a turf field i mean it's just overall it's just all you could ever ask for and it you know kind of makes you envious and it's like but but i don't know where to borrow 65 million dollars to build one of those and so we just have to do the best we can with what we've got coach we just briefly touched on conference realignment and uh going back there i, I i've had something in my mind i haven't examined the uh the west coast conference geography very much if you will um so i'm wondering you know, how do you feel about, in the future, BYU being the westernmost team in the new Big 12 and going to places like Central Florida and West Virginia? Um, do you think a widespread geography for a conference is um, is an issue? I really don't. I mean, you know, our first trip this year was down to Florida, and, you know, basically it's a, you get on a plane and you're in there in six hours and um, you're ready to go. And so I don't think that's a, a big deal. Um, I was actually –
what's worse or in some ways better the heckling you get uh in the dugout or the heckling you got as a referee So, Coach, um, you know, just to, just to kind of tie knots here, um, you uh, you and Coach Holiday both are, you know, coaching at your respective alma maters. Um, well, I mean, I just want to ask you about it. What, what was the process of returning to your alma mater, like BYU as a head coach? Well, it was, um, it was interesting because I was down at Dixie State, um, and I got there in 96, and we were a junior college for 10 years, um, and then we went NCAA Division II in 2006, but – very successful junior college program. We played for the national championship once. We won the national championship in 2004, and we really had it going down there. It was it was just it was just a lot of fun. And there, there's not a whole lot of pressure as far as getting fired at a junior college. And and I was refereeing about 50 to 60 basketball games a year as well. So life was really good, and I wasn't really looking to for greener pastures. I was really happy down there. But um, you know, when Vance Law stepped down in, in 2012. I just thought this might be a good opportunity to see if I can do something at the next level. And so the transition was, was, was pretty smooth. Um, you know, baseball is baseball no matter what. And I, I think I would coach it, it. I would go coach Little League or high school if I wasn't coaching here. I just I feel like I was just born to, to coach baseball, and, and I love it. Uh, but the transition was, was fairly simple. The thing that I find is the relationship that I have with former players and that, and that we've built with the alumni and former players has been tremendous. I mean, we had probably, oh, 40, 40 of our former players come down and then played golf for three or four days when we played Arizona State. And to be able to beat Arizona State, sweep them on their field, you guys played them as well. And we kind of caught them on a down week, I think, and we played really well. But to beat a team like that three times on their home field while your former players are there uh, just gives you a sense of pride different than I think you could find if you didn't play at that school, if, if it wasn't your alma mater. So there's a, just a little bit different sense of pride, and there's a lot more disappointment when you lose as well. So probably probably a few more highs and lows and expectations you put on yourself. Coach, I have a couple more questions in regards to conference realignment. Um, you, know, you, you, you touched on some relationships you had with some Big 12 coaches, like you know the Kansas coach. I think you said, I think you said Texas Tech, um, obviously Josh. Uh, could you kind of touch on those just briefly? Yeah, those are the three relationships that I, that I have and the coaches that I I kind of know personally. And um, I I actually coached against Coach Tadlock in the Junior College World Series two two years back to back when he was at Grayson. And then uh, my first or second year, we went down to Texas Tech and played him. But you know, I just admire those guys and, and how they run things. And um, it's amazing that that the programs that Coach Tadlock had down at Grayson, it's just the sa- he runs things the same way only they're bigger, stronger, faster than, at, at Texas Tech than they were at Grayson, and they were pretty darn good at Grayson, too. And so um, I, I, I think it's – I'm looking forward to developing those relationships with the, with the Big 12 coaches, and Josh has been nothing but um, good to me as far as, you know, like, especially dealing with something like uh, moving a series. That's, it's a pretty big deal and, and very stressful for me because we want, we've been pubbing Oklahoma State coming into town for – almost a year 
and now all of a sudden we have to there's so much disappointment with cougar fans that they're not going to get to see oklahoma state up, up close and personal but josh was great in saying hey we'll help you financially we'll do whatever we can working together so there was some synergy there and i'm assuming it's going to be that way with with most of the coaches and so um, i know i knew uh i have a pretty good relationship with the guys at tcu i've known coach schlossnagel for a long time although he's he's gone now um so yeah it's just um I'm looking forward to, to getting to know all those guys. Um, so, um, I mean, just from what you're saying, I, I, I'd assume you guys were anticipating a pretty big crowd for the OSU series? Yeah, our crowd is kind of different. So we seat 2,200, and, um, you know, a lot of times we'll have to bring in extra seating when we have our rivalry games or, like, when, when uh, on a midweek when, like, say, Arizona comes in or whatever, and we'll bring in extra seating to go up to 3,000, but... Every seat's a chair seat at, at Miller Park. It, there's not a bad seat in the park, and it's kind of cozy. It's it's really an awesome uh, view. But I think, and then we have a VIP lounge. But it was sold out for for that series, and so it's kind of disappointing for everybody to to get the email saying that the games were going to be played here. But even though it was sold out, with the temperatures that we have coming up, I I doubt that we would get 50 people there just because it's just frigid. Right, so I mean, obviously, you know, I'm sure you guys were, or I know you guys are really looking forward to or uh, being able to showcase a top ten team uh, against your home crowd. But I mean, is there a sense of, uh, I, I'm trying to find the right word here. Uh, is is there a still a sense of excitement? You know, being able to play in a big league ballpark still. Oh no doubt. I mean, I just I thought I think about the uh, experience for for my guys. I know Oklahoma State's played there before. Their guys have, have experienced that. Um, but in my 10 years here, we've only played in one, one big league park, and that was in San Francisco when they have uh, when they have an event for um, one of their alumni up at San Francisco, and that was a great environment. And I just want them to experience it. I want them to go in. I want them to take pictures when, when we first get there. And then, then I want them to put their phones away and get to business and try not to let the, the field um, overcome – uh, and in fact, I talked to him yesterday. I'm like, hey, we're going to get in there and that's going to be, you know, there's going to be 50,000 empty seats and it's going to be kind of overwhelming. But the bases are still 90 feet. Pitcher's mound is still 60, 60 feet, 6 inches. Nothing changes on the field except it's going to be a lot nicer surface than we're used to playing on. So I hope we can overcome that just a little bit and go uh, just go compete with Oklahoma State and make every game close and have a chance to win at the end. That's, that's kind of our goal. Coach, that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun to follow, um, a good series. We thank you again for hopping on the podcast with us. We hope to speak with you again. Awesome. And, guys, hey, we're going to turn around this on Facebook Live for the BYU women. We try to put it on BYU TV, but the local app couldn't um, they couldn't staff it. So check it out for the BYU's Facebook page. We're going to try to do it for them. It's totally normal that, that they just elect the odd numbers to pick people to be with, but we're going to give it a shot anyway. Very cool. We'll, we'll – uh, Maybe you need a couple media guys from OSU to run it for you. <laughs> come, on, come on down. We'd definitely love to have you. Thanks a lot, Coach. Appreciate your time.